0: I think it's pretty safe to assume that you are excited about Bloodborne coming up. We're excited, too. If you're going to buy Bloodborne on Amazon or even a PS4 uh, to play Bloodborne on, uh, consider using the link that you can find at duckfeed.tv slash tipjar. That is a a link to Amazon from either the U.S., the the U.K., or uh, Canada. We get a little kickback from every purchase that is made through that link, and that goes a long way towards helping us, uh, you know, afford PlayStation 4s of our own and Bloodborne's of our own. Once again, that is DuckFeed.tv slash TipJar, and we really appreciate the support. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence.
1: Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a very special episode of Bonfireside Chat, a uh, synod favorite. Yes. A synod favorite.
0: A forbidden favorite.
1: Uh, Yes. Whenever I'm making up fake Lords of the Fallen boss names, I keep wanting to say adjudicator, but like... (laughs) I was well, thinking about the, that too, right? Because that's legit. He,
0: well, yeah. Or Old Hero or the uh, the, the, the Storm King.
1: Like, yeah. Like yeah, a bunch Storm of like... Storm Lords!
0: Yeah. Yes. Riders of the Gales. Yeah, yes. The, this shield will be called Block. The Maelstrom. Yeah. So the Maelstrom's good. I, I,
1: the Maelstrom would be pretty good. That's really good. Yes. <laughs> What are we talking about Cole? Well, if you if you
0: if you are a person who can't gather context clues, we are talking about Lords of the Fallen as a continuation of our kind of ins uh, inspirations and followers uh, ser- uh imitators and followers series here this interstitial season between Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne which is nigh upon us as yeah, the maelstrom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: it encroaches <laughs> yes
0: across the veil yes. um, yeah. uh, this was developed by deck 13 and ci games and published by bandai namco uh dipping their suit in another till uh for the pc ps4 and xbox
1: one here in uh 2014 yeah yeah and this is uh it should be obvious why we're covering this right Um, this is, this is if, uh, I think Vadi is the first person I've seen who said this, but I've seen many people say that, like, this is kind of a step in Souls games becoming a genre. Uh huh. And if so, this is the first major kind of step in that direction. Like this is a game in the Souls genre Mm -hmm. without being necessarily a Dark Souls game.
0: Yes. And also this is the first Souls game on a next generation platform too. Yeah, that's true. So there's a there there's a little bit of baggage and craziness that comes with that but whether intentional or not this has been marketed and received by the public as a as a soul's alternative.
1: Right. right. All right. You've got, a, you've got a quote here in the notes.
0: Um, yes. So uh, Tomas Gopp, the, uh, the executive producer, this was developed in Eastern Europe, uh, in an interview with Game Informer, he said, no matter how much we see Lords as a game of its own, if someone says it feels totally like Souls to him or her, I can only acknowledge that. The issue is not whether these comparisons happen or not. It's rather whether people who base their judgment on it will see things we've done differently as automatically inferior because they are not like Souls. We hope not.
1: And and I think that, um, and I think we haven't talked about this game a whole lot, like, outside of uh, right now. <laughs> but I, a lot of the things they did that I don't dislike the things that they did that were not Souls because they were not Souls. Yeah. Like, there are things I dislike. There are things I like. Um, usually when we do these things, we kind of, like, we did, like, Demon Souls for the Dark Souls player and, like, Dark mm-hmm. Souls 2 for the, the Dark Souls 1 player. Um, but this sense, it's it's cribbing it so much. We've kind of broken this down in, like, a things that you might like about Lords of the fallen Mm -hmm. and things you might, might not like if you like souls, which I assume you do because you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. And when we (laughs)
0: announced this, we had a lot of people asking like, Hey, is this game worth checking out? Should I pick it up for $20 on the steam sale or whatever? And you know, I kind of hope that people who are curious about this use this first part of this episode as a guide to to determine if it sounds like it's worth it to them.
1: Yeah, it is a mileage. It is not an unqualified recommendation in a season full of unqualified recommendations. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are things to like about it, uh, such as um, the combat is probably the thing it most directly cribs. And it feels really similar to that. Um, It's way heavier. So everything has a a huge sense of heft and momentum to it, Um, you and the enemies. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can get into that, um, I think there are moments where it works pretty well. Um, And if you just kind of like that, uh, you know, that kind of toe-to-toe block and and counterattack kind of combat, which doesn't always work in this game. Mm -hmm. But when it does, it works pretty well. Yeah.
0: like even the lighter weapons feel like they carry a great deal of inertia to them. And yeah. so this is, this is a very tactical experience where you're trying to kind of like build into a groove. And if you mess up, you are going to leave yourself exposed, um, in a way that, uh, that, that, that is, I think far more like cumbersome mm-hmm. too to wrong and too right. Uh, than, too, uh <laughs>
1: yeah. Too, and it is too black and too white as we'll probably get into, <laughs> yeah. um, as, as far as the, uh, the story elements and lore and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, you know, it gives you a chance to kind of see this, uh, the, you know, this kind of play, this third person action RPG with the slower sensibility um, in a different world. Right. And whether or not that world is, you know, worth exploring is is, is a matter for discussion in these episodes. But, um, you know, kind of taking this and, and taking taking the Souls play away from the Souls world and seeing which parts stand on their own. Right.
1: Yeah, like, if you're if you were a Souls fan the way that we are, where, like, you are just kind of interested in it, um, for me, as an experiment, like, seeing, like, what would happen if you plopped a Dark Souls-style control scheme in a totally different game mm-hmm. was interesting to me. Um, and this game does a good job of that. Um, I, w- I would say that the combo system that they have in this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a system of timed hits um, that kind of works with uh, stamina. Stamina. So, like, if you time your attacks perfectly, you lose less energy and can do more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that a lot. Like, uh, it kind of disincentivizes just hammering down on the R1 button, um, and kind of plays into the sense of timing. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. You know what? It feels like a little bit, a little bit like uh, Gears of War. How they, mm. uh, how they, ti- how they uh, reward you for timing certain things in the animations.
1: Yeah, um, I, I assume that, like, there were going to be a lot of reference, like, A kind of games that this, Cribs, that I don't know about. Like, I've never played the games of war. Game. I've never played the games of war. Yeah. I, war is not a game, Hawken. <laughs> Um <laughs> yeah. you,
0: you would know that if you read the books.
1: If you, if you had read the scrolls that I read, Hawkin.
0: <laughs> it uh, is written in the runes on your face.
1: Yes, I, <laughs> But I, I, I assume that some of the things that I thought this did that were neat probably were done elsewhere. Like they're not necessarily innovative, but they're mm-hmm. innovative in this genre.
0: Yeah. Uh kind of alongside that, they uh they have the stances uh that mm-hmm. you know that that are that are with there. So it gives you just like a little bit more uh kind of moment to moment combat choice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh uh kind of as a labeled feature as opposed to something that is a function of a build. Right. Yeah. Right, right um yeah also you can charge up your strong attacks
1: which is pretty good and uh, And it ends up being necessary because that's one of the kind of differences we'll talk about yeah in the
0: game yeah uh so in shovel knight we used that kind of as an example because it cribbed the way dark souls handles death and uh this is very similar to that uh except they add some complications to it right so you have (laughs) a ghost instead of a bloodstain and you're still trying to get it uh after you drop however there's a timer it is degrading as you go along
1: yeah, there, there's a timer for it, and if you hang around your ghost, it heals you, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome because you're, you, where you're going to leave a ghost is where you're having trouble. At that point, you have this choice of either fighting this thing that you died on with a incremental advantage mm-hmm. because you're being healed um, at the cost of your experience, uh, which I think is a really, really cool system. mm mm-hmm. Like, I like that a lot, and there were many times where, like, I would go, if I was dying against a boss multiple times, I would go kill some scrubs just to get some kind of ghost, and then make sure that was left there to give me the edge through the fight. Mm -hmm. There's kind of, like, tactical ways you can use your bloodstain, so to speak, and I think that's awesome.
0: And the way it treats experience in general is a little bit more varied than the souls. It's not all or nothing, whether, you know, whether you get a new, uh, attribute or whatnot at these yeah. checkpoints, you can kind of bank these, uh, these, these experience points either in getting a new spell point or a new attribute point. And you don't have to be able to buy it all at once. You can kind of put it on layaway.
1: And that actually plays into another system that's really cool uh, that I neglected to mention. In the notes mm-hmm. is this kind of uh, multiplier that also reminds me of Shovel Knight, yeah. where the longer you go without touching a bonfire or the equivalent in this game, uh, the more you get an experience multiplier. So when you run into a bonfire, I mean I'm going to keep calling them crystals. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you run into one of those, if you forego refilling your health and setting a new spawn point, mm-hmm. um, your experience multiplier goes up. Yeah. So um, you know it's got a, it plays with risk and reward in a lot of really neat ways. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, I think, and all these kind of mechanics tie into it, and it's probably like the strong, like well, definitely the strongest innovation yeah. in uh, in this game. Um, the story has some okay beats on its own terms. <laughs> um, it is not like it's not like this is a good game story. There are individual moments that I'm like, this is kind of cool, um, and I feel like by again by the 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 standards by which video games are judged, it's probably pretty pretty decent, um, if nothing special. Yeah. Like, it is not a game that is ever going to get called out for its good writing or story. And it's not nearly as good or as nuanced as The Souls, but it's not, like, laughable, you know, wife-arm, <laughs> Bionic Commando style.
0: Yeah. There you know? there are some beats, there are some notes, um, you know, especially later on with some of the characters, that, uh, that 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 are pretty affecting. But at the at the top, you heard us kind of riffing about how ridiculous some of the names are. This is basically a Halo or Destiny story. Um, yeah. in terms of, in, ter- in terms of the things that are in play. So, yes. you know, like, uh, yes, the prophet of truth.
1: Yeah, yeah, It it is. And we'll, we'll talk about that when we kind of talk <laughs> shit on the general aesthetics yeah. for the next six hours. Yeah. Um, but like, it is, it is Teflon in the worst way.
0: Yeah. Um, like right, stuff. right up to the title.
1: Yeah. Right. Every, literally everything about it. I defy anyone to remember any of these bosses <laughs> after you fought them.
0: Yeah. Uh but we will at least talk about what they're like to uh, to to, yeah. to play. Um, we'll
1: we'll remind you. It's the one with the armor.
0: Yeah, it's the so, <laughs> it's the one with the shield. Oh, yeah, wait, like that's the, all of them. It's the
1: guy with the shield. So if you if you're ever wondering which boss we're talking about, just think it's the one with the armor and the shield. Yes. <laughs>
0: so, um, something that's kind of crazy about this. Uh, lots and lots of secrets.
1: Yeah, and secrets that are hidden in a way that are different than Dark Souls secrets are, mm-hmm. but are also like kind of tricky like very early on in the first the first level we're going to cover today um there's a really awesome kind of hidden package passage that unlocks like kind of a major feature of the game mm-hmm. um and it's it's super hidden in a way that I was like well this is this feels really dark soulsy to me yeah uh, i don't know did you get the uh, the shard of heroes again just generic <laughs> name the nope. name of something yes. um i'll talk about it when we get there but that allows you it's how you can respec. Um, it unlocks weapons. It does something with like a, a piece of geography that we run into later that's conspicuously functionless. Yeah, uh, I did not. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a there's a thing called the Shard of Heroes. Um, I don't I didn't get all the secrets in this game, and I oh, looked no. you know looked them up online and stuff. But there are a lot of them, and some of them are actually pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they handle uh, special boss weapons, I think, is pretty cool. Yes. When um, if you kill a boss um, while fulfilling, you always get a boss weapon. But if you fulfill certain conditions, you get a special version of it, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty cool. And the conditions usually play into kind of how that boss operates or their gimmick.
0: Yeah, they kind of operate like uh, in Dark Souls one, the tails
1: a little bit
0: like it is something that you apply to yourself above and beyond in order to get something something extra in this case a legendary version of the weapon that was going to drop anyway yep pretty cool yeah so let's talk about the negatives
1: i think this is this is mostly where i land (laughs) yeah yeah i can i mean i can i can see we'll we'll do our final summations at the thing but like any praise i give this like it's got a thousand caveats and asterisks yeah. next to it. So like, it is something that like I, I've, and I'm, it's not a spoiler. I've said it a bunch of times on the show and I've said it on Facebook. Like, I think this game's worth playing, but it is not, it's not great. Right. By any means. It's like a seven
0: <laughs> out of 10. I was thinking a 6.5. If you're using yeah, it's, the whole it's scale. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. It's like, something, it's something like that. Like it is, it is like a C like average game. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what, what, what sucks about this game? Cole?
0: <sighs> Man, anything about the way it looks or sounds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the, the the music is is all universally forgettable. <laughs> the uh, general like aesthetic, like some of the like individual environments look fine on a video game you know level. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not comparing them to Souls, but they're not memorable and every everything's design is gross and busy. Yeah. Um if, which I that's like a that's definitely a personal preference thing. Like a couple mm-hmm. of people on Facebook were like I like the designs a lot. Like you can dig this kind of thing. If you like your, you know, spiky armor and your, like, Space Marine-style stuff, like, that is an aesthetic that people like. Mm-hmm. But just people who aren't. Me. Yeah.
0: If you're looking for, a like, a referent, uh, think either Darksiders or uh, uh, kind of some of the more metal-albumy parts of either a League of Legends or a World of Warcraft. I kept thinking
1: Diablo. Yeah. Like, personal, like personally. Like, it's just very, like, weirdly Diablo-y. But, like, huge shoulder pads, huge, like you know spikes like even down to like creatures like skin like when you have monsters like there's just so yeah. much going on it's very hard to get a bead yeah on them and this you know helped me appreciate souls more when we talk about um how like some of the designs in souls games are kind of stupid mm-hmm. and how i dig that like nothing in this game is not dead serious looking yeah um so there's none of that like contrast or subtle offness mm-hmm. to the aesthetic when everything is supposed to be taken super seriously
0: i think that seriousness is kind of a philosophical malaise through this entire game yeah uh like it just uh it it, it crowds everything with the complexity and kind of an earnestness of design that actually gets in the way of me being able to like i don't know parse a space or an enemy, or like find anything to grab onto. I think that the Teflon extends even beyond, uh, you know, the, the the boss names down to like, oh, every single hallway looks like some kind of like automatically generated uh, Unreal Engine four. Like, oh, there are some books and desks and stuff. Yeah, um, and uh, just just in general, I think that um, there's a little bit too much like next gen fluff to this. It's like going to see a bad 3D movie where hmm. in order to sell like sell the effect to you they have a bunch of shit in front of the lens mm-hmm. wherever you go there's dust or ash or soot falling right around you and and just yeah. I, I think that they 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 kind of have opted to gild the lily rather than grow the lily <laughs> in a way that's super off-putting to me
1: like the, those individual some of that individual stuff didn't bother me it's it is a real exhausting thing for me. though, like all of those like some of those individual hallways like full of books and stuff reminded me of like I was like oh this looks like um you know like this looks like a hero quest map. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of dig this, you know. Um and then some of that those kind of effects things like I was like oh this kind of looks good. Like we didn't really talk about the graphical graphics in general like that's not really what we do. Um but there are elements of this game that look pretty nice. You know, like, it's not a bad, it's not a poor graphic. If you're not talking about designs, Mm -hmm. if you're just talking about the, like, the graphics as far as a score in a Game Informer or whatever, (laughs) are pretty decent. Um, But for me, it was, like, something that I kind of dug, but eventually just wore me down into nothing. (laughs) Like, it wasn't like I just thought it was was a problem. It was, I thought it was a problem that there was, again, no contrast. Yeah. That was really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the storytelling in this—if you're coming expecting like that storytelling, which is the reason why Dark Souls can support
2: mm-hmm.
1: our podcast—it's um, <laughs> not. It's not here. No. Um, it is. It is the reason why we're going to cover this in three episodes, and we cover Dark Souls in like you know twenty, um, <laughs> you know, or 20, 20 episodes because the storytelling um, is not only like a, a step down in quality, um, but also a huge step down in complexity. Like, it is just kind of told to you. Um, there's lots of characters kind of giving clunky exposition. Um, they're done through audio logs, which, like, I as far as a way to get story information, I actually like. Like, I like being able to walk down a hallway and listen to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a real conventional way to do it. Like, it's not creative or uh, kind of nuanced.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of carried through with the way dialogue is done. So as opposed to you know the way Dark Souls handles it, which is kind of feeds you a bunch of lines until you're until you are have uh, <laughs> you have exhausted it, which is probably a little bit too cryptic by half. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this kind of handles it through a dialogue tree, um, and sometimes they present these you know moral choices that are a little bit you know kind of wonky. Like it's uh it's a little bit more spoon feedy. Um, yeah, in a, in a, in a way that. I don't particularly appreciate, especially because they're spoon feeding me something that feels kind of bland.
1: Like that's, that's really my problem with it. Again, like it, it feels like a video game Mm -hmm. in the way it's spoon feeding. Like that's what I expect from most video games, but Mm -hmm. just the, the content is not there to make it good.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to go into the individual text of any of any given audio log. It's there. You can go back and listen to it as you're playing, but not a lot of it sheds light on what's happening. Most of them are apocalypse logs, right? Yeah. You know, describing some stuff that's happening and kind of foreshadowing some things that are narratively obvious.
1: Yeah. And some, like, the, the big twist in the game, like, does get some background. <laughs> through these, um, in a way that is at least there's something there, Mm -hmm. but that the twist is so, feels so weirdly arbitrary and unearned Mm -hmm. by the time it happens that like, it is just hard to care. Um, one of the things that's kind of part and parcel of this is that, uh, you know, we're not going to cover with this with the same detail that we do souls, Mm -hmm. um, partly because it's really hard to, like, I feel like there is, I, I haven't sat down and like read every audio log from this because I'm not that interested. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't like, it feels like it just doesn't warrant it. And if I did, like what, what is my, what's the story going to be? So like, if we talk about something, we're like this, this was dumb. Why did this person do this? And you're like a Lords of the Fallen super fan. You're like, no, it was because Antanis found the goblet of the mighty. And and we're just like, what the fuck's the goblet of the mighty? Like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because probably because we're not interested.
0: Yeah yeah so um, it feels a little bit like a failure of due diligence but man i i just there were long stretches of this, stretches of this game that are just not reflected in my play notes because yeah. because it's just like oh uh, and then a next thing happened i walked down a hallway
1: yeah it rolls it rolls off again yeah yeah oh. like water off of a wing yep it would, which like segues <laughs> to the next point which is like the kind of the levels also have that like lack of noteworthiness mm-hmm. and lack of thoughtful design. Like some, every once in a while, I would stumble across like a Dark Souls ass shortcut mm-hmm. that was useful, um, mostly because you had to do a lot of backtracking, which is not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would come across some kind of shortcut, and I'd be like, "Oh, this level is actually pretty well designed." And then there are also levels that I'm just like, "I have no idea where to fucking go. Nothing is telegraphed. Well, you know, this is this is pretty bad."
0: yeah um it's uh you, you know it speaks to the disneyland effect right how everything in dark souls is kind of pointing you to roughly where you're supposed to go mm-hmm. this doesn't have that this has hallways that lead to hallways
1: yeah it should have a map of, like it, it like the, like it it seems like that's not very soulsy but mm-hmm. the game is eschewing that part of being soulsy like this needs a map
2: mm-hmm.
1: like not like a little you know line on the floor telling me where to go yeah but
0: yeah um something that's kind of you know alongside that and and a little bit with the aesthetics everything kind of looks the same something about a dark souls especially dark souls 2 which you know we've noted is not afraid to be purdy um Mm -hmm. different areas um kind of mark themselves as being different by having
1: color palettes right Mm -hmm. and this kind of doesn't there's two yep (laughs) like like, yeah there's three i guess the catacombs is pretty big and Mm -hmm. and looks a little bit different but there's three yeah Um, really. Um, And that's, that's not really enough. Like you don't cover very much ground Mm -hmm. in this and they, they kind of uh, pad it out by making you go through a couple of the areas different. And, and to their credit, like they do a lot to make the encounters and the the enemy placement and stuff in those areas different. Like the level designs are bad. Some of the actual individual encounters I think are pretty well designed. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead of like, Oh, like, you know, like we talk about the new new area noise in Dark Souls. Like, that's really exciting. There is a huge dearth of that. Yeah.
0: Well, there, there are plenty of areas. Like, as you yeah. walk from, like, you take a right down a hallway and then you go from the chamber of seeing to the chamber of prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: you know? Um, but yeah, they're within like bigger areas and they don't do a lot to like, separate themselves out like even in dark souls 2 you know the the huntsman's cops felt so different from the undead purgatory even though one was just an appendix to the other Mm -hmm. like they just felt so different here it's like now that i'm thinking about it it is like four areas with some (laughs) some stuff connected right between them which
0: is a little bit of a bummer and that lack of variety kind of goes into um why the backtracking is a bit of a bummer yeah you know and so Dark Souls one had backtracking famously, like that's part of what a lot of people like about it is that has this big world that you have to kind of navigate and it's interconnected. But that feels like a different flavor.
2: Of well, that.
1: you're just going through large of a larger variety of areas. Yeah, you know, like it's a different flavor, but also you're just going through a bigger spy- space. Yeah. And, you sh-
2: know?
0: and 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 weirdly, like in Dark Souls, you feel more empowered when you when you're going back through these other places like i never i never reached a point of empowerment like by the numbers right eventually i figured out the different you know gimmicks of the different enemies and how you had to approach those and i think that the enemy design on the on the whole is really is really good but it's kind of resistant to either player or character knowledge trivializing them it's
1: it's because it's, it's what they it's two conflicting design choices because it's them changing the enemy's encounters like when you go backtrack through an area it's different
2: mm-hmm.
1: like it's not the same so you're not going to have that feeling of mastery mm-hmm. because this is meant to be a new challenge it's just kind of reusing the same same level right you know but now it's human occupied rather than Rogar <laughs> uh, occupied yes so hmm. yeah. Um, I think I think builds are a real problem in this. This is something that like I was ta- I've talked about as one of my favorite things about Dark Souls, and and done a bunch of like different YouTube playthroughs and playthroughs of Dark Souls where like I will play through with it feels very different. Like I'm gonna play with two daggers. This feels totally different. It's like a different game. Mm-hmm. Um, this game tries to do that with kind of three different archetypes, um, but only one of them feels viable to me, and that was a problem. Yeah. Like. I played through the first time when it came out. Um, I played through as a heavy warrior guy, and then I tried to do, new, do, uh, tried to do New Game Plus and couldn't, and then tried to play through as a rogue, and I just was not making any headway, and then stopped, and it was like, I've got a deadline. I'm going to play through this as a big heavy weapon guy. Mm-hmm. And I think the game is the most fun that way, too. Yeah. Like, it is. everything has this weight. Like, you want to, like, tank hits and exchange them and stuff, yeah. uh, but it kind of makes all of the weapons and items and abilities and stuff that you get that lend themselves to a different playstyle, kind of worthless because it seems like at least to me that they're not, they're not really meant for you to play.
0: Yeah. It seems like they designed the game around you know kind of the i'm carrying a big stick kind of thing right down to the physics and the way that like dodging works yeah right like your dodge keeps you pinned to the ground it doesn't feel like you have any kind of like iframe around it and there's no way to kind of really design your character to you know take advantage of that
1: yeah i mean you definitely you have iframes around your dodge Mm -hmm. like for bosses i did a lot of dodging through stuff yeah um but and and man, everything about the game wants you to wear a heavy shit because like mm-hmm. fairly easily um, about the halfway point in the game between equipment, you can wear the heaviest armor you have and still mid roll. Right. Like it's not meant, you know. And I, and that would be fine. Like mid roll was adequate, but I couldn't play as a thief and I couldn't play as like a caster mm-hmm. in this game and actually have it work for me. Right. Um, and other people's mileage may vary. Who listen? Like I know people do caster playthroughs of this like i've seen reviews and stuff that said complain about how magic you know makes it really easy like magic is supposed to be very powerful but i never made much headway into it
0: yeah that speaks a little bit to the credit of the game too like the fact that magic is just kind of built in as part of your character Mm -hmm. um and the fact that ranged combat is not uh like out of your out of your reach if you're playing something that would otherwise be
1: considered a melee
0: melee Yeah, we'll we'll,
1: we'll talk about the gauntlet like when we get to it which i think is actually kind of neat yeah um I, i don't have any problems with that
0: yeah so. uh this next point in the notes it looks like it is a negative it's, a, it's more of a neutral i just meant for it to be uh i just meant for it to be like oh here's another thing there's a sequel announced already apparently this did really well or at least well enough to warrant more you know development
1: and and i'm like i'm really happy about that and the reason why it's not like i'm ever going to play lord of the fallen again like i played it once when it came out and i played it once for the show but i want them to learn mm-hmm. from it like i do feel like there's enough seeds of something good to make me want them to like get better. Like an iteration on this could be really good. Right. You know, like it is a weird thinking about Demon Souls is really strange because like Demon Souls emerged fully formed from the fucking head of Zeus, you know, <laughs> you like know? As, as just this amazing golden god. Um, even though, like, I mean it's a little bit Kingsfieldy, but not even remotely, mm-hmm. like really like Kingsfield. Um, and I think that like that's that's the the weird thing. I think most games do work their way towards kind of a, a approaching you know improvement steady improvement yeah. and i like that these guys are going to get a chance to do that um i would like to play it if it is better Me too. you know yeah. so
0: uh, i'm curious about what kind of timetable they're on um uh, i don't know if there's any pressure to like oh we got to crank this out but yeah uh, but i agree with you like it we are in this kind of very weird spot it used to be that sequels were um kind of a kind of a mark of shame a little bit Mm-hmm. I'm I'm talking like 20 years ago, uh, because yeah. time is meaningless. But now, like sequels do generally get better. There's not a great amount of rot. Like that is that is not the rule that 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 that, that the sequel is always going to be worse.
1: And and also like it's not we're not talking about like an annualization yeah. kind of thing. Like I don't want a, a Lords of the Fallen, you know, modern Rogue. warfare. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out, like every every year. Mm-hmm. But them doing a second one, I think, feels like that would probably be a good place for them to like. Okay, we learned our lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, here's like, I had this weird feeling that like the people who did the play and the people who did the writing in this game were sequestered Mm -hmm. and the people who did the writing had a cool story in them and couldn't get it out. Yeah. Like, and didn't know how to, because like, there are weird kind of like B movie fantasy concepts that I like in the story. Mm -hmm. And I would like to see them be able to like, just even for whoever that poor guy was like, Mm -hmm. just let him finish this thing,
0: you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Poor poor guy. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, so what are uh, what are we covering? Okay, so
0: we're doing this in three episodes, which feels uh, fair, given the length of the game and kind of the complexity. Because the boss names are meaningless, and kind of so are the area names, I feel mm-hmm. comfortable saying, oh, we're going to go from here to here and here to here. So in yes. the first episode, we're going up through the worshiper, which is found in the cemetery. He's the
1: one with the armor. He's the one with the armor and the shield. Yep. Um he then, has, does he have a shield? I don't think he does. No, he does. I think he's like he's, he's like one of two. Yep. Um yeah. um in the second
0: episode, uh which is coming out we're doing these week to week to week. Um uh we're going up through the beast. <laughs> yep. Okay.
1: And then after that through the judge. <laughs> yep. So, and that the judge is the end.
0: Yep. And then we're going through the credits we're,
1: yes. which we're going up which is the the, the hardest boss of all. Yep well how crazy
0: would that be if there's a game where there is a mini game over the credits where the character attacked the names no
1: that happens all the time dude does like it? that's uh yeah yeah um there's a a shooter game that i played there's a cat the psp uh katamari Damacy, huh. has you rolling over the credits and a side scrolling view oh um the new championship tetris the over the credits you do invisible tetris huh. um yeah oh
0: huh. i had they no know. idea
1: yeah, it's a, it is a cool idea. Like, you're not wrong. I've just said, I've seen it a bunch. Um, it would be great in this game, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just, like, wandering through this, like, field of assets, just <laughs> attacking, you know, homunculi made out of East German names. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, t- tell us a little bit about the setup, Cole.
0: In ancient times. Uh, yes. No, so, uh, this takes place in a world where no sin is forgiven, and we are introduced to Harkin. Harkin Uh, Harkin who comes from the land of generic fantasy names Um, (laughs) uh, he is a prisoner who wears his sins as tattoos as runes across his face which are displayed prominently in the title screen Um, Harkin has been cast aside by man and forsaken by the gods but Lord Antanus, who hails from the same realm of generic fantasy names uh, calls upon him uh, to stop the invasion of a demonic race called the Rogar
1: Rogar, uh, Brayden had an old D&D character he always talked about who was Rogar the Ogre Rogue. <laughs> um, and, like, every time I hear Rogar, I think about that. <laughs> like, oh, it's Rogar the Ogre Rogue. Yeah. Um, so in, the, in this world, uh, long ago, there was a group of mystics called the Judges, and they killed the god Adir and sealed him away. And have kind of become, like, the de facto religion of mm-hmm. this world. And uh, then they set about trying to eradicate evil from mankind. Uh, but now Adir and his fallen lords are leading an invasion back into this world to try to spread chaos. And Antanis has plans of his own, which we'll find out. Yes. You have been tapped to fight these fallen lords. Mm-hmm.
0: Even though you are a badass prisoner with nothing to lose.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like a, what is it? Like a That's Gears of War. <laughs> oh, is it happening Gears of War? Like, it's our Suicide Squad? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, um, that happens where like you get a bunch of prisoners and mm-hmm. have them kind of fight for their, their freedom yeah. and stuff. But I did not, I, like, this is good. If anything, this, uh, Lords of the Fallen episode on this series, series about dark souls will, will reveal how little I know about Gears of War. <laughs> so, which I, is nothing. It's a good series. I like it. I, I can't get over how the guys look. Uh, yeah. They're disgusting. Like, <laughs> they, like I, they look repulsive to me they look like they look like pieces of general style chicken with heads <laughs> like just little little veiny wrinkly lumps
0: yeah they, like I, I hate them <laughs> they look like uh rejected teenage beat ninja turtles villains
1: yeah yeah, yeah. like if the if ninja turtles it's like a human and a turtle mix it'd be like if a human was just next to a bunch of stem cells for muscle <laughs> yeah. and just got mixed with some ooze. like yeah i think they, they it's just too hard for me to get over the aesthetics <laughs> a human mixed with a smart car yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And turn into a dumb car <laughs>
0: it is a fun series though
1: I, I I believe it like i'm not uh, a yeah, i believe it yeah um all right hmm. to, uh character creation
0: yeah, character creation so you got you got uh you can mix and match and mm-hmm. uh the 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 combination determines your uh, your starting stats, so you're either uh different kinds of magic um solace uh brawling or uh subterfuge or deception rather yeah, and uh rogue warrior. And uh and cleric, right?
1: Yep. And then you mix those. So like my first thing, I was, you know, a warrior a brawling warrior. Um, the second time I was like uh I took the the cleric magic but the warrior thing, I became a paladin. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like they map yeah. differently. Um once you and that's you know, that's essentially it doesn't make a huge difference, and you have mm-hmm. no control over your actual stats. And the classes don't feel quite as different. Like my paladin did not feel that much different than my my straight up warrior. Yeah. Um but really, they just kind of map to to warrior, cleric, thief.
0: Yeah. Regardless, you get the prayer skill, which lets him create a decoy version, which uh, I thought was going to feature more into the gameplay, but it really doesn't.
1: It kind of, like uh, that's it, t- it. Kind of does. Like, there's lots of like uh, platform, timed platform puzzle hmm. things that come up that you can use this on. Oh, yeah. um, and then if you pump it up enough, it sticks around for a while and actually becomes pretty useful in combat. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of a weird thing for like every class to be able to create a decoy like that feels like an advanced move from another game Mm -hmm. but it just it's your basic magic in this yeah um let's talk about this ridiculous (laughs) opening (laughs) cutscene which (laughs) you know dark souls has a ridiculous opening cutscene that (laughs) reflects on the game that
0: Comes afterwards. <laughs> I know, right? That is like elucidated. It, it is in. Is, it is introducing you to a pantheon. No matter yeah. how, no matter how crazy the, the the furtive pygmy is, like, like that's never answered. But see the scaleless, right? Yeah, you're gonna see all this later. I still don't know
1: what the fuck is happening. I don't know when this is taking place. It's it's on his way to the monastery, I think, and he ends up. Fight. I don't know where. Uh, what's his head's at though? Where Caslo is during this?
0: But at the end of this, he says, "But that was a different war in a different time."
1: Uh, I guess maybe I I forgot that or something. <laughs> not, not later this, or, or earlier. Yeah, this is was this when he got like maybe this. Does he have his sins at this point? Is he all scar faced? Ah, uh, you know what? I don't know because he. So the, his sins like there's a very. I've done a bunch of googling for like Lords of the Fallen lore, and I can't there's a find very it. well. There's very little. There is a little bit. There's very little, like there's a small group of people who are just like, yeah, remember us? Um, (laughs) We're looking for this. And one of them, uh, in the teaser images for this game that were released, they showed the different runes that signify the different sins. Hmm. And then somebody on the internet put them together and figured out what Harkin's sins were. And it's not that interesting. It's like murder, thievery, and blasphemy. (laughs) Okay. Are the three that he has. Um, and I was trying to think of a way to, f- if this was a different war in a different time, and this is actually a pro- prologue. I was trying to think of like a way this could be murder, theft, and blasphemy killing All at the this same thing. time. Yeah, but he's just yeah. fighting a demon. Yeah. And he doesn't really fight it. Like a big explosion comes from the hand of God. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's it. And, he, and then he also has one of the worst line reads <laughs> in the game, which is like, this is my vow, <laughs> vow of defiance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe maybe that's his blasphemy. Yeah. The bowing defiance. Yep. To the to the gods. Maybe this thing is is a god. I don't know.
0: And so saith Harkin, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Yeah, yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> um, and then and then that's it. Yep. So then in an entirely different game, we start <laughs> this game. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: you know, you know, those the, the those cutscenes, those are shopped out to uh outside, you know, production studios. Yeah. Most of the time. And so it kind of seems like they got an earlier version of the script.
1: I think so too. Yeah. Like it was just made to show like that's a proof of concept. Cause yeah. like in the cutscene he does the, like creates the doubles mm-hmm. significantly. Like maybe that was going to be a bigger gameplay yeah. thing. And then it just didn't come about. Yeah. So instead the actual game we start, right is uh we start at the keystone monastery
0: right so uh Harkin and kaslo who is this uh bearded shaman of a priest uh are kind of making <laughs> their way
1: he's a real shaman of a priest <laughs> yep he's a real bearded shaman of a priest yeah
0: he's a real witch of a doctor um yep. <laughs> are making their way under under you know this snow that is always falling into this abandoned monastery looking for antanas right Yes. It, it, it lays it right on its right on its uh, face
1: Yep. We know that we're, we're looking for antennas, and this place has been overrun by Rogar. Yes. Like, this wasn't always abandoned. And we get the combat tutorial with a first Rogar. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, it's setting it up, you know, teaching you about endurance management, teaching you about lock-on, um, that stuff that we know about, you know. Yeah. Because of souls. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you didn't know that, this would probably be useful.
0: Yeah. I don't mind this tutorial. Like, I think this is pretty good um otherwise like in you know the souls games this would be messages you know laid down but actually walking you through like a slow motion like here's the pace of combat and telling you you know roughly what the timing on a strong attack are i feel like that is a that that is a quicker you know like time to launch essentially for being viable in combat against these
1: guys so this is this is pretty neat i agree Like, I like it. Um, You get to, uh, you start you go up to a door that is locked and you need a key. And around here, you're going to find audio logs, Mm -hmm. um, which are scrolls on the ground. Um, Another thing I like about this game is that you can't accidentally pick anything up or do anything. Like, you hold Y for a second. I think it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, Because otherwise, like, you know, I don't want to start an audio log while already listening to one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I appreciate that.
0: That even extends to uh, using items and also casting spells.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it gives you, like, a second to, to get out of it, so you don't do it on accident. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to start opening a door when, you know, you're in combat, things like that. Yeah. Um, which I kind of dig it. And, and most of the scrolls in this area say what happened kind of right before you arrived. Yeah. Which is a, a Rogar attack. Um, there's also this infection that can happen to people. And the way they're related felt contradictory to me. Yep. Um, Like, I got an idea here of how they're related that mm-hmm. I feel like is undercut at the end. Yeah. Of the game. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so it's a it's a coincidence, but uh, they, they they appear to be interconnected right now.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, so you need a key, so you're sent off to explore the monastery.
0: Yeah, over in these kind of like side wings, uh, where they are you know kind of uh, where they did do their, their studying. There's no real studying happening now, um, yeah. and you're kind of introduced to the dreglings of the game. These
1: infected, which are dreglings. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're super weak. Um, they're pretty quick um and they actually this is one thing that's kind of neat is they get more powerful as the game goes on yes um and become more like inter- they learn learn some new tricks like mm-hmm. they're deaf, which the game makes a big or blind rather yeah which the game makes a big uh thing about which is kind of cool mm-hmm. um so you can sneak past them you can go to sneak up on them and backstab them yeah. um and they will uh play dead um as you approach and later they can actually regenerate mm-hmm. um and come back from the dead
0: yeah. So the stealth thing is really weird because that's something I forgot to use mm-hmm. later on. And then I would remember because they would, you know, kind of smash some elements together in a way that made you think that was the way to go about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know if that's their fault. It's probably mine, but uh, it feels a little bit like it's dropped to the wayside.
1: Yeah, they don't use it a lot yeah. and you don't have to use it here. You just right. run up and hit this thing if you want. Yeah. No big deal. Um yeah, and you you get more audio logs and it, there's this like creeping transforming illness that feels like poison in your blood. Uh, uh, I know that I am
0: I know that I am far gone. I must retreat to the chamber of valediction.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and they talk about how the eyes are the first thing to go, yeah. which is why these things are blind. Mm-hmm. So the these, these infected you're fighting are actually the monks. Right. Over here.
0: Yeah. You also find marauders who are kind of these rogar, the basic, I think like the hollow warriors a little bit.
1: Yep. Yep, yeah, they map almost exactly to that. Yeah. Um, you uh, you kind of continue through this. Um, you're introduced to some of the hidden kind of secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there's like a little half-open door um, behind some crates mm-hmm. or behind some bookshelves. I can't remember, but you can roll under it to get a, a treasure chest and stuff. And there are lots of secrets in the walls that you either like bash through or they're things like this. Mm-hmm. Like I, That's, that's going to continue throughout the game. I
0: like how you bash through the walls.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the shield bash is a really cool move. Like, we didn't Mm -hmm. talk about that in the differences, but, like, the running shield attack is super useful. Mm -hmm. Um, I find it more useful than the guard break (laughs) um, in Dark Souls. Yeah. Like, if you run and put your shield up at the last minute, you'll hit somebody with your shield, and, Mm -hmm. like, if you're playing a strength build, this will almost always knock them down or at least knock them out of a guard stance, and it becomes necessary yeah. you know for some of the later enemies
0: and it makes the distinction between different types of shields a little bit more meaningful aside yeah. from aside from weight and stability and stuff like a tower shield will behave a lot differently than a regular shield
1: which is which is again like we're just gonna i'm, I'm gonna grasp onto these not because i'm trying to make any argument this game is better than dark mm-hmm. souls but just the very few things this game does better than dark souls i want to point out yeah and that's how one of the things in like dark souls 2 once you can get the the shield that has a hundred percent physical block mm-hmm. that's the lightest one um there's no reason to ever use another shield really mm-hmm. i mean there's some little special effects but you're probably not going to use them right. uh in this the shields do feel very different
0: yeah and they so sure. inform the way you play and that's that's one way to bring just a little bit of variety to the builds yep. yeah yeah yep. or bring some utility and kind of change up for different situations that's yep. that's successful i think
1: yep um you're introduced to the first black crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, here you can't go in it yet, and this is a kind of a thing that's going to go like a major gameplay concern in this game. Is that mm-hmm. um, there you have your save crystals, which are red. You also have these black ones. I think are black. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, they're
0: black. They're the yeah. okay.
1: Um, the uh, which are like ch- different kind of a puzzle or challenge arenas mm-hmm. um, that only open after you defeat certain bosses. Mm-hmm. And they're not always after the boss. No. Like you pass them, and then you're like, oh, I can't get into this yet. Um, and I, I, this feels like a concession to the idea that they know you're going to be backtracking Yeah, that I kind of dig mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to come back here anyway. I might as well check out this thing. And usually you get good shit from them. Like usually, you know, a lot of times the best armor or what have you that I had, I got from one of these.
0: Yeah. Uh, even beyond stuff like that, you get uh, stuff that's really useful, like utility wise. So instead yeah. of having SS flash charges, you have empty bottles that fill with uh health potion. Mm -hmm. at each uh, at each checkpoint um additionally you can find just kind of free attribute and spell up shards yeah as you go along um and that's almost always worth it because you know hey
1: free dummy yep and and the uh the resistance stuff yeah uh resistance shards which are actually pretty useful yeah in this in a way that, like, I never use the the red and blue burrs in and, and Dark Souls, <laughs> but they're actually pretty good here. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are actually pretty cool. I like these things. Yeah. Um, you get the key. Uh, this is also um, where you can find the Shard of Heroes, mm-hmm. is up on the platform where Kazlo is waiting. On the left, there is some debris that kind of forms a ramp. And one of the windows or tapestries on the wall is kind of blowing. Like, there's <laughs> wind behind it. Um, it's, it's telegraphed. It's just really subtle. Like, there's wind coming from that that door. So if you jump off that into there, you can get the shard of heroes. That's item. crazy. It's really hidden. Like it's it's really really hidden. Yeah. And especially since what it what we'll talk about what it does, which is it's kind of crazy that it, it's hidden so much. Yeah. Um, but and you need I think you actually need another key mm-hmm. uh that you get a little bit later. But the the actual shard is here.
0: Yeah. So when I say that's crazy, I mean that as like a good thing. Like I'm, yeah, I I'm I'm down as being like totally with the return to the asylum. Being yeah, as if, cryptic if, as it is.
1: If they didn't visualize it at all, like if it was just a wall that you just bust through or an illusory wall, I'd be mad at it. The yeah. fact that there is this kind of visual indicator is pretty cool.
0: <laughs> but it's weird because that visual indicator is something subtly moving. Is something that happens all over just as, yeah, part, exactly. of the, as part of the kind of visual clutter of the world. I, I call it visual clutter different. because that's how I, because I interpreted it that
1: way. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. So um, you have the key though and Caslow opens the door and you go into this little cathedral area to fight the first boss yes the first warden yes <laughs> hey the first boss <laughs> um.
2: again
0: at the interest of not sounding like a hypocrite some of the boss names in uh in the souls games are kind of dumb
1: yeah yeah but they're d- it's the exception though yep um, not the not the rule, yeah because um, the, these none of the boss names are cool in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy's okay. yeah, uh, it's a dude with a sword and a shield. Um, <laughs> his kind of gimmick um, is that as you he loses energy, he sheds his armor and gets more mobile
2: right um, yeah,
0: what's cool about this and kind of one of the first real kind of epiphanies I had about the way combat is different is the fact that uh, kind of every part of the enemy is used as a hurt box. A little bit. Yeah. So, as this guy is doing a doing an attack, you know, moving his whole body with his with his you know gigantic sword, he actually leads with the shield in a way that like a Dark Souls boss or enemy would not.
1: Yeah, and he has one one of his moves, um, he shield bashes to knock your shield away, mm-hmm. and hits you right after. Like he has a couple of different shield bashes: one that knocks you down, one that just knocks your shield out of the way, um, which is a very much like the kind like a player vocabulary. Yeah move you know like i feel like in a dark souls game that move would probably just hurt you Mm -hmm. and here it actually like has a mechanical thing of like getting your shield out of the way yeah to hurt you
0: and that plays into the kind of the more kinetic nature of the combat in this the fact that they are keeping track of a lot more kind of collision yeah um, and that not everything is just hurt you like sometimes they are actually managing your movement in a really subtle way
1: yeah yeah like i'm pretty i like this guy um, he at his last phase when he loses his shield he does this like pretty twirl <laughs> which I think is very funny. He does this like you know swirling his sword around him becomes this like sword dancer, <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. but you know back away block a lot. Um, you know look for like look for your openings like each most enemies have an attack that like leaves them pretty open and kind of figuring out which one that is is kind of the puzzle of a lot of the bosses yeah um, this one it's his overhead. Sword thing, and if he does that, you'll have a couple seconds to get in some hits.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah so. the uh, the the special condition for this guy again the, the the tail challenge is to defeat him without losing any health, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is one of the less interesting ones. But still, um, I kind of wish there was a way to like if there was a uh, like an audio log that alluded to that.
1: Yes, yeah, I think so too. I think that there actually is one hmm. for the second boss. Because he's, like, one of the few bosses, the commander, who we'll talk about, mm-hmm. who actually has some kind of, like, weird, like, I, I hesitate to even say lore. Like, there's an audio log about him right. that talks about him a little bit. And I think it kind of hints at it. Huh. Um, something about him, like, being a, a warrior who doesn't respect cowards or something like that. Mm, okay. um, I might be misremembering, or t- it might not be exactly that, but I think yeah. it's something like that.
2: i believe you.
1: Um, after you and you actually, the weapon you get from this guy is really good once you can start using it yeah um it's a you know big ass sword mm-hmm. um it has a really good it's one handed r two which is a cool kind of double gating like because you won't be you might even be able to 2 hand this soon, but you won't be able to one hand it right. but it's one handed uh strong attack is actually has a cool special effect hmm. um,
0: yeah yeah um after you defeat each of these bosses, there's a little cutscene where all of the evilness from these uh, from these lords, uh, kind of uh, kind of bullet shots into
1: Harkin. Yeah, it's like Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, it's exactly as emotionally affecting as Shadow of the Colossus. Yep. I,
0: I can't tell you how much I wept. When, uh,
1: <laughs> wept openly. Yeah. What, what's going to happen to Yetka? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no. Why did I have to kill the executive? <laughs> yeah, the executive. The, the senator of blood he you know he, he barely lived um, you know, i
0: i think that the senator of blood is really focused too much on one issue
1: yeah, yeah um and and actually i was using that up as a or using that as a fake name but that's actually badass like i would love to fight the senator of blood that's amazing
0: <laughs> okay so make a non okay make a non anime Disgaea
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Somebody do that anyway. Please. That way you can play that game. (laughs) Yes, I can play it. Good God. I think prenees are cute. I don't want to fucking deal with that shit, though. Yep. Um, Ah. Anywho. Anyway.
0: We're already making enough people angry. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, uh, this is a little bit of a plot weirdness, because after you uh, you defeat this guy, Caslow is gone. How did he get
1: ahead of you? Yeah, he got knocked through a wall in the beginning cutscene. Did he? But the wall, yes. Uh, he, gets knocked, he gets knocked through a wall. Uh, um, but then instead of like hanging out and waiting for you, he just decides to like get up and wander away, yep. I guess. So for most of the game, I feel like Caslo is alone and injured. Go find him is the thing that's at your quest <laughs> yep. thing in the upper left um, for like a, a surprising amount of the game. Definitely yeah. this entire episode. Yep. Um, <laughs> deal with that.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, they're assuming a lot about how much I care about injured elderly people.
1: Yeah, especially Kazlos. Yeah. Um, so you get your first checkpoint after this, and we we talked a little bit about leveling up and banking experience. Um, but this is the game telling you, which is great. Yeah. Um yeah, and there's actually a third use for experience points that comes later. That again, like that kind of utility of using experience points, I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of like hexes. Like cool. I remember liking that in Dark Souls too. Like, oh, there's a different thing to do with souls now. Mm-hmm. Um, this does that as well.
0: Yeah. So beyond the sanctuary, you get to kind of this uh this descent area um kind (laughs) of leading leading down to the to the walls um and this is where you get kind of your first introduction to like you know secret walls and bashing and stuff which took me a long time to figure out the 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 tutorial around that was not as clear as i would like it to be
1: no no No, and like you kind of get these tooltip tarot cards between areas, yeah. um, That are also not super clear. Like they're really clear about things that it's like locking on to an enemy um, is one of the first things players usually forget. No, no, I don't think they do. I don't think that's true. (laughs) Explain your fucking shield bash. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's, it's like Adami said. Link Z target this enemy. No, no. No, We
1: know. We've been doing this since yeah for forever. Yeah, we know. uh,
0: Good God, those cards, those cards, yeah. Gary, the design on them is so, bad.
1: <laughs> like, it looks like Hearthstone. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It is, it is a very blizzard-y in general aesthetic. Yeah. Um, down here, you know, you shield back to that wall. You can go do that uh, black loot crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, you get an empty bottle, which is an uh, SS Flask shard, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, I love the way those, those uh, black crystals animate. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they turn into these gates Mm -hmm. into, like, this hell dimension. I have no idea what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And the weird thing about these black crystals is, like, they're all, not all of them, but many of them are very different. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't do the same thing in these very often. Like, sometimes they're just treasure chests, sometimes they're arenas, but other times they are, like, you know real weird little puzzles yeah like little puzzle like vr mission style things mm-hmm. in again in this hell mouth that i have no idea what it is <laughs> yeah. what its significance is
0: they have alluded to the like to like to where the expansion pack is going to take place mm. um you know because in this game we have the human realm and the rogar realm and kind of this alluded the, this alluded to third space as kind of the space between i think that's mm. what this is like that okay. is the, like this is the the space between in a dark tower kind of sense um, i could yeah yeah where uh where a deer was actually actually banished to
1: it has a weird like there's a weird mechanic where darkness hurts you uh-huh. here like you have to stay within the light and they use that for a couple of the puzzle bits and they're not really puzzles are like little little agility challenges yeah. um which are kind of neat
0: yeah <laughs> sorry just uh they play talking heads to let you know that you need to remain in light yeah,
1: exactly exactly um the uh there's also if you want or go ahead. No, I was
0: going to say I just uh, the other day I watched uh, "Stop Making Sense" again. Mm-hmm. Good God, that's so good.
1: Yeah, "Stop <laughs> Making Sense" is great. Yeah, even even when the Tom Tom Club comes out, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought you were going to say when you were interrupting me. I thought you were going to chide me for not. Liking that joke enough?
0: No. Like, oh God! No, like, no. Like, I you're
1: gonna be like, you know, I thought that I was like, well, you know, it's it's not bad. Yeah. No, like, no.
0: No. No. no yeah, wow, not How insecure <laughs> am I?
1: That's, 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 <laughs> so, you don't want me to answer that. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. One of the things you can do also, if uh, you can actually get into the cellar mm-hmm. here, which is weird because it is a late game area mm-hmm. and is really hard. Did you Did you make your way down there?
0: Uh, no, not really.
1: Um, there's, there's like this game has meat gates in it, which I like, I mm-hmm. was like in a game where like your signal not to go here yet is something's going to kill you. And you're introduced to the spider enemies, which are like pretty tough and yeah. remain tough for a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're death now, like mm-hmm. they're really hard and there are actually like puzzles and stuff you have to do down there. So like you can get down there, but it's really just foreshadowing about when you'll return.
0: Yeah. I came back much, much later. Yeah. Like I did that.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about Keystone, the second area, mm-hmm. um, the kind of outdoor, like the ramparts, Mm-hmm. Yeah, this big ramparty soup. <laughs> yep,
0: uh, it is. It is mostly rampart. All of the connective tissue of this game is rampart.
1: Yeah, everything's built up of rampart. Yeah,
0: you're walking up and down, up and down walls. I think there's some parapets. Yeah, uh, parapets. Couple, there's couple some of yeah. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of porticuli they are um,
1: actually crinillions, like if you like crinillions, this game is like crinillion porn. <laughs> K- like, there's so many crinillions. <laughs>
0: Can you explain what a crinillion is? Because I it's inferred the, by it's context. A, but.
1: On a castle, like the little like zigzaggy tooth oh, yeah. looking things, like the like high wall, low wall, high wall, low wall. That's a crinely. Mm-hmm. Um Souls actually taught me that word because I was trying to find the uh the uh, shortcut in four one to get to the adjudicator. Oh, and yeah. you had to jump between two crinellions, and I was like, What the is a crinelian? And then looked <laughs> it up.
0: Oh Watch a lot of
1: mispronouncing it. Someone will take me <laughs> task. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so yep. you're introduced to the the rogue mm-hmm. um, enemies. Yeah, in here, which are like little skinny guys who try to circle behind you, like they fish for backstabs, essentially. Yeah.
0: Again, like the guys in the lower berg. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like up until like uh, they they tend to be just the same archetypes that you're fighting. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, until like, I think you get to the, to the demon realm, but here they just, uh, they're, they're added here to bring some spice to the, uh, yeah. to, to, to the, to the kind of like combinations they're putting in front of you. The and, and it,
1: If you want to be really charitable, you could say that like having them be so human plays into the weird end game thematic, the stuff, mm-hmm. but that'd be, be more charitable than I want to be. I don't okay. feel like, I don't know if that's necessarily intentional yeah. um, at all right um you get you know you're kind of learning a little bit about, about the backstory of these three judges that killed the gods and then uh, left the world and replaced the religion yeah. but I more want to talk about this monk <laughs> that again like we're talking about uh dissonant cutscenes and deliveries mm-hmm. this guy yeah um
0: yeah. He's he he has locked himself away behind a porticullis in this uh in this guard tower. And uh you free him, but he's been bitten by a spider who we learn later is in his lab. Um and he asks you to amputate his arm, or no, you say like, Oh, I've got to cut that arm off so you don't die. Like there might still be time. And then I mm-hmm. cut it
1: off, did you? Uh yeah. Okay. Um because I, I tried to play as more or less a good guy. For the most part, in this game, for no particular reason, um, <laughs> I don't think there are any consequences.
0: But don't you understand that he's a prisoner with nothing to lose?
1: I, I do understand that. What are but his He sins? can be redeemed. Uh, <laughs> blasphemy. Uh, the the uh, when you cut off his arm, this is one of the more the, the weirdest like dialogue things that happens in any game. Where like he's like, you have to help me. You cut off his arm. You do this little like fun swing of your axe <laughs> before you do it, which I think is very funny. You cut off his arm. And then he's just hanging out there without his arm, like no, you know, no bleeding, no nothing. No shock. He, yeah. No shock. And then he realizes you're a prisoner and uh, tries to get you to put the axe away, like so you're not going to kill him <laughs> after you just cut off his poisoned arm. It's really weird. Yep. It also, the game does not give you, like you can be, you can help him and give him a potion, but the game doesn't tell you this. It mm-hmm. takes a po- It's taking from your cap. Like, anytime time you have the option to give someone a potion, yeah, you're giving them a permanent potion charge. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I was giving like, my anytime... potions willy-nilly.
0: I was like, I'll just go back to the checkpoint.
1: I didn't realize until my second time through the game. But I was like, why? And that's part of, like, it's confusing, too, because the checkpoints don't always refill all your potions. Mm-hmm. But this is part of that why that was so frustrating is because you actually have fewer potions. Whoa. A lot of the time, yeah. Like, so d- think twice. Like, you're, you're essentially trading to shard for a little bit of experience. Mm-hmm. Probably not the best choice, but right. the game doesn't really tell you that you're doing it permanently.
0: No. Well, that'd be crazy. Okay, so what I need to do, I'm poisoned. Give me not just a potion, but all of your potential. They're charging a royalty
1: on your potions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it reminds me of the first time I found a deal with the devil and Isaac because I thought I was like, oh, this is just going to hurt me and then not realizing that it was actually going to take my heart containers, not just my hearts. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. but the, I mean, and I guess you do get a benefit if you save this guy and do that. Then he comes up later and is a benefit yeah. to you. But uh, some of the other people who ask for potions from you, it's just good money after bad. What, what's to say about morality?
0: I was perfectly fine giving something, giving something away that I could get back easily.
1: <laughs> uh, it, says, it says you're playing a video game. Yep. Like, that's all it says. Yeah.
0: So, huh. Yeah, that's a good pro tip. Anybody who's playing this, don't be, don't be. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, I, read, read some i Rand yeah do, no, was, do, <laughs> do not pacify the parasites yeah exactly it's uh enlightened self-interest yeah. is the name of the game <laughs> um lords of the enlightened self-interest <laughs> the um and i didn't realize until my second time through the game so okay. the uh yeah. yeah don't feel too bad
0: so it must not have been that big of a deal i never really ran out of potions you ramp up pretty quick on them
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah yep.
0: Yeah. So you continue along this uh this uh, you know, this wall to the north. I don't know where they get north from. It's kind yeah. of like headed to the east after Drain <laughs> yeah. lake. But uh yeah. here we are. I don't even know the if if the uh if, if the connections make sense if you're going from south to west to north or whatever. Uh but uh you find uh not only some crossbowmen who uh who, who uh engage you at range, uh but mm-hmm. also your own
1: ability to uh take people out at range. Yeah, the yeah. gauntlet. The gauntlet. Which is this game's like Answer for most projectile magic and all distance like this is what you get instead of a bow or a crossbow or anything like that right you have the gauntlet
0: what's, um, what's great is this isn't like restricted by any kind of stat either so yeah. this the, the, this puts ranged combat within the within the grasp of most of most kinds of players like I was doing a straight brawler and this was yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and this was a way to kind of manage some of these encounters in a way that I wouldn't if I was playing just a straight brawler in a Souls game
1: like different kinds of ranged encounters too like each you can configure the gauntlet to be three different types of ranged attack and then later once you unlock the runes you can customize it in interesting ways yeah. like the gauntlet's actually pretty cool it doesn't feel very Soulsy, but like it would be welcome in like a Darksiders game or like something yeah. like that like it's a pretty good solution to that mm-hmm. I think
0: there's an audio log that talks about how it's fueled by hatred sure <laughs> which who <laughs> was the monster that you picked this up off of
1: mm. yep yeah
0: oh tales untold
1: it's antennas has been studying it that's mm. one of the like the the audio logs that begins with mighty antennas <laughs> like his his artificer or whatever is has, has been has yep. leaves some of these around
0: mighty antennas in the corpusarium
1: yeah <laughs> like the, the, uh, yeah he went over actually... he, went, he went over to morrowind in the corpusarium yeah he's <laughs> like i'm done with this game The uh, the the lore logs are actually arranged by subject. Mm -hmm. If you are actually interested in them, there is a guy on YouTube who has put them all like all the ones for one subject up, so you can watch a video that's like three minutes and explains everything Lord of the Fallen has to say about this subject, subject X or subject Y. Yeah, Um, I'll put those in the show notes. And you know, it's not great, but it's there, and it's better than like hunting them down sometimes. Yeah. So
0: yeah, I'll need to do that before the next episodes. I didn't realize that was there.
1: Yeah, I should have given you... A, I just found out about him today. I yeah. would have given you a heads up.
0: I wouldn't have had time. No. <laughs> yeah. There we are. There. <laughs> Honesty. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you continue along these walls, and you find uh, your second NPC. Uh, you're just uh, collecting them on, like, baseball cards. This is, uh, this is Yetka.
1: Yes. Um, so Yetka is, like, I mean, there aren't very many characters in this game. Um, she's going to drop this this monk, off the side of a, a thing and it's she's funny. a spider-man villain yeah it's very spider-man and then you can say like drop him which i was like you know like leave him alone but it actually <laughs> means drop him off the thing and for some reason she's you know you're the boss and just does whatever you say <laughs> I, and as far as i can tell there are no consequences to that choice like the things that there are consequences like who's going to show up later are really weird mm-hmm. um there's one later where you make a choice and the person does show up later but it does nothing um so this guy i think it's just whatever you feel like doing Mm -hmm. um and so she's kind of exploring this land as well um she's looking for something called the passage Mm -hmm. and uh, needs her her dagger and gives you this kind of side quest
0: yeah so yeah this is uh this is this is purely optional you can do this if you want to kind of like sequence break um it's kind of worth it because it takes you into kind of a neat little area uh of this of this rampart uh so it's in your interest uh, because you're gonna pick up more armor that you like likely won't be able to use.
1: <laughs> yeah, de- yeah, depending. and like well th- that's true, but then also like I got a lot of like kind of did a lot of mixing and matching mm-hmm. armor stuff too just to stay under medium me too. Wait. Yeah. Um, so it was useful just having extra armor in my my arsenal to speak i had a bigger problem finding weapons i wasn't going to use like every weapon that was keyed to faith or dexterity like were just worthless to me yeah so two-thirds of things in the game, and i guess that's true of souls too like yeah. well, you have a build so weapons aren't that useful what's
0: but. great about this is the attack stat that it shows and sorts by is actually informed so if, yeah. you, if you don't reach the requirement it'll show you effectively what the attack rating is given your current stats so it'll like sort that yeah that is that, that is actually a really really kind interface feature um, and it's great because as you, as you level, as you level up and increase stats and stuff, it'll cause things that are more viable to kind of like bubble to the top.
1: Yeah. It actually shows your, your best stuff near yeah. the top. It even and, like, uh, takes
0: scaling into effect
1: as yeah, well. Which, that, that's really, that's really friendly. Yeah. Like the actual, the interface and like changing equipment, you can also equip an entire set of armor all mm-hmm. with one at a time yeah. rather than doing it individually. Like the actual interface for equipping your guy is, is really pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you go you go down here um, into this tower. Um, this is where you first meet the uh, spiders, yeah. which we talked about. Um, these guys are really hard. Oh yeah, and they do a lot of damage. And, like this is the first major enemy you're going to run into, I think. Mm-hmm. And later, you know, you run into more of them. But at first, like they poison you, which is just damage over time. Yeah. And uh, you know, and there are no antidotes. It just kind of runs out, right? Eventually. Um, but these guys are pretty tough.
0: Yeah, they do tons of damage at once, especially if they can uh, get up on you.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: yep. yep. Uh, also around here like you know in order to get down here you have to do this a, a dark souls type drop off of the ledge onto a oh, yeah. onto an outcropping um but even beyond that you have these kind of uh, catwalks the scaffolding outside uh which requires you to platform and somehow that is even clunkier in
1: this i i didn't have that bigger problem with it no no i did i honestly didn't and it's it's i think it's me i don't think it's you because i've seen that as a common complaint mm-hmm. um but it didn't like maybe I've just gotten very used to Dark Souls jumping, but there's really just two jumps in this part they have to make, and neither of them bothered me that much. Yeah.
0: So I fell. I fell a couple of times, like in in, in, a, in a way that felt like, oh, I clipped through the geometry.
1: Yeah, and then, and that's probably what it was. Like I just got just past the the box, the solid box, or what have you, yeah. um, to make that not happen. So I just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of a fun area to explore. Like it does feel treacherous when mm-hmm. um, you know, outside. So you get her the key, and she gives you the key to the catacombs. You can't totally sequence break the game Hmm. here, but you can actually make a dip and get the, you know, arguably the best weapon for almost all the game. If you're a strength character, you can go down and get my axe Mm -hmm. uh, right away, and my axe is pretty amazing. Um, Otherwise, though, helping her out has the mechanical benefit of letting you get into the catacombs earlier and then also letting you skip a boss later. Yeah. So, yeah. So
0: it's good to have her along with you.
1: Yep. Yeah, and like at this point, it was my first—you know—my first time through the game. I was just like hungry for any story, so <laughs> I was gonna take it. You know, yeah. like why? Why wouldn't I want to go along on this optional thing? I'm curious about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, so past her, you know, through this uh, little guard tower area, uh, you encounter the next boss, which is the
1: commander. The commander. Um, this is this guy has a little in that little tower area. There's a little note about him about this famous Rogar Lord who inspired uh, has his amazing shield and expi- inspired loyalty among his his crew and accepted no cowards or something like that. Which is the the one thing that hints about his special win condition.
0: Yeah, which is to defeat uh, him without blocking. Which yes. is really
1: hypocritical. He's got a shield. He's noted for it. Yes, it it is his thing. Yeah. Um, and his kind of gimmick is that he summons uh, ads. But kindly, like, you don't fight them at the same time like Mirror Knight. Mm-hmm. Like, he just puts himself under, like, a force field, and you fight the guy off before you can fight him some more.
0: Yeah. So this ends up turning into a little bit of a rhythm where you're doing a bunch of damage to him until he decides to turtle up and then uh, dealing with these kind of tough enemies. Like, something that becomes more of a factor after this but is kind of a kind of a factor now is that enemies are much more defensively oriented
1: Yeah. in this yeah. game
0: than, uh, than, than, than in others. Of this ilk, so uh, so yeah, the, 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 they escalate in number and in type, and uh, become a little bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something about fighting him just by himself. He has a uh, like a slam that does an AOE, uh, mm-hmm. which is to discourage you from kind of like being up and circling. I feel like uh, you know a large number of the bosses kind of account for some of the behaviors we've developed. Yeah, um, in order to kind of shake you out of these habits.
1: Yeah, so like typically, like if you have to have one. You know strategy for these guys it's to kind of stay at medium distance and then run up when they do something that you know you can do it like doing a kind of a quarter circle around their flank was my my signature move, yeah to hit them during certain parts and that medium
0: distance is really important because like at long distance they can attack you and you can't attack them at close distance they're probably going to do something like this that you know either you know incapacitates you or does damage without opening themselves up staying at the medium distance kind of lets you uh float in and out of triggering an attack that's going to make them open up
1: Yep. yep yeah um this is where that shard of hero's secret comes in. Yeah, that's probably uh, the huge shrine that I couldn't get into off to the right. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, to, to, your, to, or to your left. Oh, okay. Um, if you're facing the the, the monastery. Okay. Um, there are three statues of the judges, which all are warrior, thief, or priest. Hmm. And you use the Shard of Heroes, you can do two things with it. If you use it outside of battle, it lets you respec. Um, so if you use it on a different class, you can start as that class. Hmm. If you use it as your same class, you can assign your skill points again. If you use it during the battle... Um, the boss will destroy the statue, which gives you tons of experience and gives you a pretty good weapon. Oh, um, enough to gain like five levels at this point. Like it's a pretty significant experience bonus.
0: So you sacrifice the ability to respec in order to get this kind of short-term gain.
1: Yep. Um, and you can actually, you fight another boss fight here later and that boss will do the same thing. You just need to be able to have a boss. You can trick into destroying the statue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's that's that is the end game of that really weird little hidden passage <laughs> way back at the beginning of the game. Like it's I kind of dig that they put something this big, like the ability to respect like
2: mm-hmm.
1: as a very hidden thing. I kind of like um, and it does. But my first time through the game where I didn't notice that. I just thought, like, oh, shit, like, these are big, dumb statues I can't do anything with. Like, there are <laughs> statues later you can't do anything with either. And I figured out, like, I had to read online what you do with those. Yeah. Um, but there is something there. Like, it's not just arbitrary a lot of the time. It's just hidden.
0: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yep. Again, the sense <clears throat> of mystery imbuing things that that otherwise would be unremarkable with uh, a sense of potential. Right? Yep. Yep, yep. yep. Dig that. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, after this, you kind of approach this citadel and you
1: find out that the main way in is uh, is barred. It's noteworthy that you have no reason to want to go into the citadel now. <laughs> I'm just going, all of the movement I'm doing now is that like, maybe I'll run into Caslow, mm-hmm. maybe I won't, but I'm just going to go the way that the game will allow me to go.
0: Yeah, and that has led me to you know, mm-hmm. waste a lot of time thinking about where Caslow would be. So I spent more time than necessary, probably looking around the monastery, thinking that yeah. like, Oh, if it wanted me to go somewhere, it would give me a, an objective to go there. Right. Like, right. The fact that, you know, the fact that there is an objective that kind of like pops up every once in a while to remind you of that thing, um, makes you think that the objectives are going to be more useful than they are.
1: It tells you what you need to do, but gives you no indication of how to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, fr- that's frustrating. Yeah. Again, it just needs a map,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like really badly. Um, so you can't go in through the front door. You start going through the side. You run into the captain, which I guess is another NPC yeah. in the uh, the game. And this is a guy, he's, you know, the, the major domo of, uh, what's his head? And, and Tannis. Yeah, Aslan. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, Aslanus. <laughs> he's the major domo of Atlantis. He's uh, <laughs> Namor. Uh, but he's, uh, this guy hates your guts. You're
0: a loose cannon, Hawkin
1: exactly like he's just and again like if anything to this world like everybody disrespects you because you're a criminal like mm-hmm. criminals don't get out yeah you know there is no there's just no restorative justice
0: again sins world. are not forgiven
1: yep yeah
0: uh yeah so he uh he kind of tells you yeah Caslo is uh, you know, he checked in he's totes alive still uh he is down in the crypt looking for this uh alternate way in to the citadel which is you know currently in siege mode
1: yes Yep. Uh, so you move along the wall. Um, there is another kind of loot crystal. Mm-hmm. And this is um gives you this kind of weird void challenge where the darkness hurts you. Yeah. And you have to follow this light and stay in the light to go from enemy to enemy and chest to chest mm-hmm. to get stuff. Like again, pretty neat, like breaks up the the gameplay and yeah. some variety here. Um there is also the uh like another really serious difficulty wall okay. um, as you're heading down into towards the the cemetery and the uh crypt um are the knights yeah like the uh, the giant giant kind of great knights mm-hmm.
0: this um. is one of the biggest nuisances throughout the entire game for me is mm-hmm. the fact that you know even with just the the marauders who get shields or the knights um who have their shields everything kind of is you know specced to just make you inflict scratch damage on them um, and kind of force you into these d- different ry- the rhythms that you might not be aware of what to do. The fact that everything has a tower shield is really frustrating. And I think that it non-trivializes a lot of fights that actually ought to be trivial in terms of the pacing
1: of the game. I I agree with you. I also think that like, I mean, I, I would never disagree that they don't do it too much because they definitely do. Um, eventually I figure these guys out. It just wasn't in any way that like, I think it's a weakness for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Um, because I eventually figured these guys out. And, like, having a thing like, oh, this guy is hard. You have to figure out a way to fight them. Like, that's what video games are. That's great. Yeah. yeah. The fact that, however, though, I could never... Th- my way of getting around these guys was just to wait until I would imagine their stamina was depleted mm-hmm. at all. Or st- stamina. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, heavy attack them to guard break them. Yeah. And I could do it consistently, but if I had been playing a thief or anything other than a guy with my axe, mm-hmm. I have no idea how I'd fucking get through these guys. Yeah. Like, eventually, if you get enough strength, you can shield bash them into dropping their guard mm-hmm. and get in a hit, and they become pretty easy. Otherwise, like, it would just be me, like, kind of trying to circle, you know, stay in that medium distance to get them to an attack, kind of sidestep, and then do a couple of strong attacks. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, that would get through and hit their hit them once or twice. Yeah.
0: I think a better way to put what I what I said is that fighting these guys feels like chewing through gristle. Yeah. There's like it just it, it it's it's tedious in a way that doesn't that that that, that doesn't reward the kind of thinking that I want to do in this kind of game. Even yeah, after even after you figure that out. Uh, so, yeah, so, I, yeah.
1: I don't like I don't like fighting them. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like it's a fun fight to fight them. It just like, it didn't bother me just that they were a big tanky shieldy enemy. Like I thought that was fine. Yeah, It just bothered me that like, they're not that fun to fight. And then later when they start mixing them up with things, like I never figured out how to fight these guys in a room full of other enemies. Yeah. Um, and that was always, you know, pretty tricky. Yeah, Um They're probably my least favorite enemy in the game too. Yeah.
0: And what's weird is like once they stumble upon these guys, they don't really stray from that.
1: Yeah. The, the, it's a progression. Like these guys are around mm-hmm. from now on.
0: Yeah, it's like Um, like organic chemistry.
1: Yep, shield shield bash is your friend. If you you go down this little back door to the Citadel, you can't get in there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is a rune door, which you have these runes. We don't know what they're good for yet, but we've collected a couple of them. Um, But you can also use them to unlock chests and doors. Yeah. And you can get into a chest that gives you a potion um, down this way. Yeah. Which is useful. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. So, in order to find Caslow, you're kind of headed down these walls uh, out into the, uh, the the outskirts of this of this citadel uh, to find the to, to you know to find the cemetery. Along the way, you find a burned watchtower where you can use mm-hmm. some bloody flint that you found. Um, I'm not swearing in British. There, it is yeah. actually flint with blood on it. Um, yes. In order to uh, to activate a quest later, you're kind of lighting a beacon to draw some soldiers this way.
1: Yep. And you get a good experience award. Yeah. For doing this. Um, You're heading down the snowy path. There's kind of two different ways. You know, you can go up that way Mm -hmm. towards the cemetery. There's also like a a little of a a back door. You can go towards the cemetery that has one of those loot gates in it if you fall off of that tower Mm -hmm. on the back. Um, But either way you're doing it, you're heading down here. You're introduced to a couple of new enemies. Um, These golems, which are super quick uh, but super, you know, weak yeah. You know, no defense guys and it's important to like if you go to the back door you don't run into these guys yet going the front door is useful to run into these guys because you're going to deal with them in a little bit oh boy will you yeah yep yeah.
0: uh this is something the game does a lot later like you're going to want to learn how to fight these guys because they're going to be complicated by elements yes yeah, yeah. uh but yeah you come ac- you come across the crypt where Caslow is uh standing by a strange opening um and he mm-hmm. says that uh, the presence of a nearby lord is stopping him from, uh, from 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 uh, uh, opening a way um to get either to the citadel or to this uh, to this
1: rogar realm, yeah, who who knows? Um, <laughs> so ultimately, you know you have to take out that so you can go into the Rogar realm mm-hmm. eventually and actually take them out. But before that, there's one, there's a rogar Lord hanging out in the cemetery. <laughs> um, if you go the back way, you get a good hint mm-hmm. as to what this guy's gimmick is. um they like from the grave creeper, there's a gravekeeper note that tells you uh, what you're going to have to do to deal with the worshiper.
0: So the worshiper, he is uh, another big guy who has a sight. Um, yeah, wait, no shield. He a shield, no shield. There we go. So a little bit of variety happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is uh, kind of the biggest uh, arena that we've fought in so far. I think at least the most varied. It's Um, also
1: the the only run that we've had where the arena plays into the fight. Yes. Like this arena, the arena is very important to the fight. Yeah.
0: Um, Uh, So he has uh, kind of this, uh, this little shockwave attack that will slow you down. And this is meant to kind of leave you open to these golems that he uh, uh, summons in order to get uh, to attack you along with kind of his, uh, his Nito esque energy finger blast.
1: Yes. Finger yeah so and kind of yes yes he, he finger blasts you <laughs> um the uh the uh the gimmick to this guy is that every once in a while he's kind of got two like every once in a while he does this huge energy blast that destroys everything in the cemetery except for you if you're standing in these little gazebos yeah he,
0: he, he uh, takes a knee and starts like praying for like judgment day or something
1: yeah, because he's a rogar lord and can somehow—he's the worshipper. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he worships something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know what the, the deal is with this guy. But the uh, so and you have so you have to go and get inside one of these gazebos, and it's made tricky because of the uh, the golems they're yes. there so they're gonna harry you while you're while you're in and this is the guy when i started trying to play through on new game plus this is what stopped me oh um huh. because I, I even with my end game shield i didn't have enough stability to fight the golems oh, wow. while waiting they would knock me out of the gazebos shit or or like kill me like it this was really really hard on new game plus for me and that's instant they death did so much yeah if you're, if you're caught in this thing you you die um, so essentially, you know, you get in your hits while he's, he's praying and then go hide in one of these things. If you trick him into destroying one of these things, it stuns him for a long time. Yeah. So if you hang out in a shelter, you can also get a bunch of free hits by making him destroy it. But then next time he does the power slam or whatever, you have fewer kind of ports in the storm.
0: Right. How does the, uh, the Gravekeeper's note articulate that?
1: Um, he talks about uh, how there are certain, like, holy places that he's always felt safe and protected like or something like you know when I take shelter in the, the shrines in the graveyard I always feel protected or something like that. I don't know the exact wording because it's yeah. Lords of the Fallen, <laughs> um, but it's it's something to that effect. He hints at the importance of standing in those things.
0: It is a locus of sanctuary.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Something like that. It's the senator sanctuary. <laughs> um, so anyway, you fight this guy. Um, he's pretty hard. I would say yeah, this is by far out of the three bosses we fought the hardest one. Yeah. So far. Yeah.
0: It's not uh, aside from that note, it's not signposted very well. I had to look at a guide to figure out how to survive that because otherwise yeah. those those gazebos uh, really blend in with the scenery. Yeah, they don't look functional.
1: Yeah, well, they're, they're lit up yeah. more than everything else. Um, but I can, I can see what you mean. Um, if you If you get him to kill two of his golems which will definitely happen okay. kinda no matter what, you get the special version of his weapon, but you don't his weapon's not great. And I think it's like a faith hammer, <laughs> a faith scaling hammer. Not, that's on my Christian rock band.
0: No, is that the sequel to Ghost World? Yes, Faith Hammer. <laughs> Where Blues Hammer goes Christian,
1: <laughs> it goes to Faith Hammer. Faith Hammer. That's I'm kind of into that too. Faith Hammer, Hammer yeah. and the Senator of Blood. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite Harry Potter book. Uh, like, um, I think
0: Faith Hammer would be a lady.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Be like a, like a sexy stripper by night, detective by day i'm just saying like a, a faith stripper because because faith is a real strippery name
2: yeah
0: i went to i went to school with two girls who were named faith
1: did they become strippers i have no idea I don't, i'm not trying to be sexist though, i'm being sexist i just think i just that's like it's a name like candy or like yeah if, if, if feel,
0: it feels like a self-assigned name that would uh it'd be a very clever stripper who yeah. would, who, who, who would use that like oh like yeah
1: yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it is. That's the inversion of uh, falls from grace in torment. Yeah, is that you know she who it is does not have the faith. Like that's part of the reason why that's her name. Can we can we stop um, talking about strippers? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, so after you kill the stripper. You get to, uh, you can go into, if you want to, you can go into the catacombs, um, which is, uh, a huge meat wall, but again, you can go and get my axe, which is, Uh which is great. Yeah. Um, Your shit broke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go get your dumb weapon name. Yep. I I, I ended up using my axe a lot. It was really good. My axe is great. Like, it is, it is a, an amazing weapon. It's good well into, like, for the entire middle part of the game. During the entire, like, next episode, I'm going to use it, essentially. <laughs> yeah. um, but the uh, the names on the weapons are really stupid. Like pain. <sighs> blister. Scab. Like, I'm pretty sure there is a weapon called Scab.
0: <laughs> Illumination.
1: You <know>? Point. Crunch. <laughs> Betrayal. They all sound like Amer- American Gladiators. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Zap. Renegades. <Yeah. laughs> Nitro. Ice.
1: <laughs> <Tyro>. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: man i was thinking about american gladiators early today earlier today those guys are great yeah <laughs> didn't want to like get, get popped uh like trying to uh trying to steal bus fare or something like that
1: i i i, I haven't kept up on blaze i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh man behind the jousting stick yeah I mean, be a pugil stick oh pugil stick uh, okay. that's what those things are called huh get it right <laughs> i just they're giant um, q-tips yeah but for some reason they had a name and it was pugil stick <laughs> which just means fight stick it's a fancy way to say fight stick yeah 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 well i think i've said this before my friend derek um when i was in social studies in eighth grade uh we got purposely separated because we were always goofing um, and, and one of the things is we were talking about ancient Greek gladiators, and Derek kept whispering the American gladiators theme into my ear. <laughs> and I, I could not laugh at it and had to get, be separated. <laughs> but, you know, the teacher, and she was awful, too. Like, she was, like, a real cranky, like, stereotypical, like, mean teacher.
2: Yeah.
1: And he was just... <laughs> that into the microphone makes me laugh. <laughs> like, while she's talking about gladiators, it was very funny. <laughs> Also, the, the, the American Gladiators theme, very similar melodically to the Price is Right theme. Da, da, oh, you right. yeah, Somebody should do a mashup. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's get on it, girl talk. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um, actually, like DJ Doug Pound, the guy who opens up for Tim and Eric, always does like TV theme mashup stuff, I'm down. and does like a lot of like local radio and local NPR jingles, mm. um, and local commercial jingles. And he could do that, and it'd be really great.
0: That's a good. Uh, that's a that's a good gimmick, good novelty. Yeah,
1: he's he's great. He's very funny.
0: Cool. So you defeat the worshiper, and you go back to Caslo, um, who says mm-hmm. the dumbest thing. I guess yes. his scythe couldn't keep up with your axe. Yep, good good one. Good <laughs> classic
1: classic. <laughs> Goof, castle so zing, a
0: Kaslo zing.
1: yeah castle it's another some it's more classic kaslo comedy um, yeah. kkk it's, the, it's 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 <laughs> um so you're heading into the rogar realm with yaka and uh this is this is the, where we're ending this episode yes um so yeah it's time to go i remember when i first got here i was pretty excited to go go somewhere that wasn't a snowy castle <laughs> <laughs> jokes um, on you yeah, like, it's ash now uh. <laughs> it's like silent hill
0: Ooh. No. i think it's um, cool when silent hill does that i don't think
1: it's cool here um yeah it, it's- yeah, so that, that's that's episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have responses about Lords of the Fallen, we're doing all of those in one episode mm-hmm. with the uh, the fourth episode. So hit us up at duckv.tv forward slash contact yeah. and let us know what you think of Lords of the Fallen. Yeah, um, if you're playing
0: along, next time we're going to be covering uh, uh, up th- uh, from the entrance to the Rogar realm
1: through the uh, through the beast. Yes, which means really through the catacombs because yes. nobody can remember the boss or the area what they mean. <laughs> so and the catacombs are one of the very few distinct areas in the game. Right. So. Um, yeah, uh, what uh, what can they do to uh, to help us out, Cole? Well, they can support us on Patreon. Uh, that
0: mm-hmm. is patreon.com slash Um People have been killing it recently. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, you can uh, uh, do that and get some uh, get some cool gifts and rewards and stuff like that. Early access to shows.
1: If you back above $10, you get something physical. It's real neat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, You can also uh, write a review or rate us on iTunes. Uh, people have also been great about that, mm-hmm. so we really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And uh, Uh, additionally, uh, the people who are using our Amazon link are the unsung heroes of the network. That is at uh, DuckFeed.TV slash tip jar. We have we have some people who've been killing it on that. Again, Mm -hmm. everybody killing it. Um, uh, It's one extra step. We have uh, links for uh, not every region, but for uh, Great Britain, the United States and Canada. Um, And uh, we, we appreciate that as well. Gary, you put out some music recently.
1: Uh, I did. Um, if you got two bucks floating around in your old PayPal account, why not? Uh, or Amazon.com account, or whatever you want to call it. Um, why not go over to uh, DuckFeed.tv forward slash store and get a uh, apologia? Apologia? I think it's apologia. Mm-hmm. Do you not know pronounce that word? I should not have named it if I didn't know how to pronounce the word. <laughs> I, I, um, I say
0: uh, yeah. I say something close to apologia.
1: Yeah, it, yeah apologia. Yeah, it's a rhetorical device, um, <laughs> and it is also a an actor,
0: a fine actor. Yes.
1: Yes. Um and uh it is uh that's a deep cut. The uh, like it's his daughter. Okay. Uh, she's <laughs> Apple Logia. Um I don't know why like the voice for it was just the smooth skin <laughs> voice yes, was, it by was Robert am
0: Ro- Robert, <laughs> and
1: Robert Loggia, Smooth skin. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can buy that EP. And then I also have other music that's on for sale yeah. on that site too. Yeah. But uh this is this is a shorter deal. It is uh ten songs. Yeah. Thus, it is short. Made in the Korg DS. It's real cool. Yeah. No oh, thanks. Yeah. I've mostly done Korg DS. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then uh, you. Know, oh, and then I just because I haven't said it on a podcast yet, I finished doing Baldur's Gate hmm. for Infinity Engineers. So if you want to read the entire, more or less, it's a let's play. Like it's a blog with some other stuff in it too. But it's it's sequentially me playing through Baldur's Gate yeah. and talking about it. And um, there are 14 entries up on Infinity Engineers. And then by the time this lands, the intro. Entry for Arcanum will be up.
0: Yeah, I'm excited so about kind of the Arcanum.
1: Interdu- introducing uh, what's up with Troika, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and how less equipped I am to cover Arcanum because I don't have D&D to fall back on. Mm. So it's going to be an interesting season, I guess, of that uh, of that blog. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I already started playing Arcanum, and it is delightful. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think that's about it. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
0: Um. If yeah. you haven't played Lords of the Fallen, give it a shot. I, think. Yeah, I we, think
1: I think it is worth it, especially now that it's been on sale so many times. It's like nine bucks on Xbox One right now on the store, I think. Yeah. Or one of those sales. It's like nine bucks. Like, it's, it's worth that. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, and just if, if you think like, man, they were pretty negative about that. It's still worth it if you're into Souls to check out like something that tries to the, tries to do the same thing by contrast. And I hope that we made it clear that there are some things that it does really, really well.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And some of that stuff is still to come, too. Yeah. Like, it's not all in the, uh, this first part. We're going to talk about some cool stuff. Anyway, uh, until next time, what should, they, uh, what should they do, Cole?
0: They should watch out for
1: the Forsaken Flame. <laughs> the Forsaken. The Forsaken would be a good one. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just rattle them <laughs> off.
1: And we all pray that we will have far more soon.
0: <laughs> the uh, the evolved from the webster's dictionary book of nouns
1: <laughs> <laughs> the cabinet <laughs> again playing into the senator thing yeah yeah i would i would fight the cabinet and the senator <laughs> you know, the cabinet's like a like a binding rise economy
0: mm, yeah the uh, like i would fight the minority whip yeah yeah <laughs> uh,